0: You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Let's get into it. Look, man. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow. Is that ooh, culture? Oh yes. Yeah, goodness! Ooh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas, Las culturistas calling. calling. Okay. It's an absolutely massive hangover. Yeah. Oh, I think it's the perfect balance with the day we had yesterday. Yeah. Or like, can a 32 year old man get a hot flash? Is that kind of what's happening? Yeah. Absolutely. And it could be. We it could be your day. Are you hot? You're I'm hot. I'm so hot. So I'm in Bowen's apartment and he's downstairs and I'm upstairs. So the heat yeah. sort of rises and he's already mm-hmm. on the fourth floor of a four story building. So maybe I'm thinking, I'm just, very hot in here. Do you want to turn the AC? No girl. Are you sure? Cause I'm going to use the heat. It's, it's kinetic energy. Yes. But it might wear you out. No girl. I'm okay. Don't you worry about me. What did we do yesterday? Can you, do you want to tell everyone what we did? We had a full day. We went to Brooklyn crab, which was my old stomping grounds. And it was very um what's that song? I don't know why I'm frightened. Yes. I know my way around. Here. Yes. That song. Yes. And you By even, the doll. you told me the bathroom that you would um have violent, poisonous shits in. You are such a jerk. Because Go ahead, say why. Because you were prescribed a very aggressive Z Pack. What happened was And so if there was a period in your life, yeah, yeah, you took these antibiotics and they were so aggressive. You had to go to the bathroom. This, and this is why I'm always angry at CityMD and Urgent Care is because they, if you go in and say, hey, I'm sort of feeling, you can't even finish the sentence. They say, we're going to put you on a Z-Pack. <laughs> and even if you were just there like sort of a month before mm-hmm. and they had put you on a Z-Pack, they at those establishments, which is, I believe you once called it a fast casual antibiotic restaurant, the, the CityMD and Urgent Care. Exactly. They'll just put exactly. you on another Z-Pack. So they put me on two Z-Packs in a row and I thought. I thought I was gluten intolerant. I thought something happened to me, my body just changed. And so I said to Bo and I was like, that was the restroom where that would happen. And you told me that after I had taken a long visit, Mm -hmm. that was a true (laughs) moment. I did feel connected because I looked down at the toilet and I said, Matt has really used this plumbing. I have a lot of formative memories there. And I want to shout out Amber, who was our waitress, who was, uh, she was the only one on the floor. Okay. And you know, it was a gorgeous day in Brooklyn. And so the, the place was popping, was popping and she <laughs> took care of us. We had two crab Royales. I was doing my crab cracking for you guys. I was really using my skills. Everybody, Matt picked up a claw and said, this is a Dungeness. Uh-huh. It's the it's my favorite crab. He sh- demoed crab cracking. It was so cool. I was like, I'm at the museum. <laughs> So that was great. And then we went to shipwreck mini mini golf. golf. Oh, that was great. Rosés were flowing. And I made it halfway through the course before I started sobbing. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, it's okay. She's still going through it, everybody. Yeah. So you know what then happened was we sort of got together to view a film this morning. Okay. And potentially connect to our guest in just a second, who's just heard about both of our noxious shits. It's actually always how I dreamed I would meet Allison Brie. I think it's level setting a really honest candor for the rest of the episode and a friendship. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? I truly believe this. I actually saw Allison Brie about five years ago at Griffith Park. And I was like, oh my God, that's Allison Brie. And I literally was like, but I'm not going to go up now and say I'm a fan because I think in like five years time, I'm going to get on a Zoom with her and my best friend is going to talk about when I was overprescribed antibiotics and then I became essentially like... <laughs> a shit monster so this is actually this is going according to plan yes i agree (laughs) but uh it was a fabulous day i am hungover as a result and you're kind of not i am oh i am oh but are you hearing about borgs what's borgs oh my god borgs are sweeping the nation's college campuses Uh it's b-o-r-g stands for blackout rage gallon and this is the recipe You fill a milk jug, like, like a gallon container with half water, half vodka. Then you put electrolyte mix in it, like a, like a liquid IV or like whatever you want. Like something that has no, you think I would have given you a Borg? Okay. Becca, producer Becca is saying it's crazy. They're their own jungle juice jugs. Exactly. But you make, but it's, this is the thing. They're hangover proof because you put in water, you put an electrolyte mix, some sort of caffeine in it as well. I Mm -hmm. think they are truly. Truly a phenomenon right now and I am curious to try. Well, that's incredible I think I'm actually you know, what's happening right now. I took three Tylenol and so I'm starting to sweat it out So this is perfect. This is all good. But listen, what I was saying was we were watching a film this morning The film is called somebody I used to know and it's on Amazon Prime now you can stream it. You Mm, should stream mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. so this movie we loved. It's vivid. It puts yeah. you in it. Yeah. Bowen and I were saying we loved the turn. Oh, the turn. And sort of people in the biz know what the turn is. And there is a turn in this movie that you don't see coming. We loved the turn. Going into Act Three is structurally about where we can plot it. That's the coordinates of it. There's a turn in the movie between our guest's character, Allie, mm-hmm. and this man that she's been pining for. Mm-hmm. It's in a bedroom, and that's that's all we'll say. But it is masterfully executed. And we thank you for joining us here on the Script Notes podcast. This is Script Notes. (laughs) I'm John August. But no, I mean, Bowen, how huge is today? This is amazing. Today is is huge. This is amazing. We have loved our guest since the beginning. You know her from being... incredible talent oh my goodness legendary let's just say this one of the most iconic characters in television history for me is true Trudy campbell. Trudy campbell and something i say often to people who cross me is you'll say anything to hurt me and that's <laughs> that's i think high praise i think we're both trudies we we wish we were peggies but i think we're both trudies is that because you and i are at all times ready to whip out a choreographed dance at an event yes and I, i'm holding my gloves always <laughs> i'm always holding my gloves. i mean listen just happiest season spin me round i mean community young woman, community iconic horse girl i mean on and on and on just like let's go truly such an amazing, amazing actor, writer, producer. We're so excited. Please welcome Allison Bree. Oh my
2: <laughs> God. What an introduction.
0: I mean. It's so <gasps>
2: earned. I mean. It's so I am earned. so flattered. I am so excited to be here. Aww. I have to tell you both. For the first time ever, um, (laughs) that I'm such a fan of both of you. I am a huge fan of the pod. I am like a Fire Island super fan. Wow, wow, wow. The weekend that Fire Island came out, no exaggeration, I watched it (sighs) three times, once per day. You know, once per day? I watched it Friday night, was like, oh my God, it's out. Gotta watch it. Watched it Friday night by myself. My husband was out doing something. Saturday morning, He was out again. I was sort of like having like a lazy morning and was like, "I just want something cozy. I'm gonna put on Fire Island again. I'll just start it. I'll just start it." Oh my
3: god! Watched it again.
2: Sunday went for a walk with my husband, and he was like, "Oh my god, you watched Fire Island twice." He was like, uh, "Without me? Oh, without me? me. There it is." Through this, and he was like well, I have to watch it. When am I going to watch it now? And I was like, I'll watch it again with you tonight. Oh
0: my God. God. It's a good Sunday movie. I think
2: it's a great Friday night movie. It's a great mm. Sunday movie. It's honestly a great time, anytime movie. And Ugh. it's truly one of my favorite movies of last year, if not my most favorite. And I oh also have been Allison. doing, <laughs> I've been talking about it a lot on this press tour because everybody's like, <gasps> anytime you do a rom-com, people are like, Yeah, is the rom com back? Right. And I'm like, right. uh, yeah, did anyone see fucking Fire Island last <sighs> year? <sighs> You're like
0: Alice. It's so also
2: Matt, I want you to know that in my senior year of high school production of Pride and Prejudice, <gasps> I played Lydia. Oh wow. So I was really connecting to your energy. Two Lydia's in the chat. There's two ladies in the chat. Huge. And I really identify with that character as well. Do just you? being like coming in. Oh my God. Yeah. Coming in with like <laughs> kind of obnoxious energy and like needing attention and, you know, prior to Dave, like just going after the wrong guys (laughs) uh, too impulsively.
0: The way art imitates life. I'll say that (laughs) or life imitates art. It's both. But, um, you know, what's funny is like when it was like announced that I was going to be playing like the Lydia comp, Everyone like on Twitter was like, "Oh, Matt is of course Lydia. Matt is the only Lydia." I was like, "Okay, everyone." Have they clocked <laughs> a that?
2: Yeah, oh, I can say it, but you can't say it. <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Um, also, Matt, I love, I love that for you. You I were feel so like
0: nice when you when I'm, you mentioned it in an article, and I, that was so. You mentioned I love that for you that's and Fire so Island, kind. and I felt really moved. That was I so nice. Like,
2: I'm leading the Andrea Riseborough style grassroots campaign <laughs> to get <laughs> a second Matt. season for I yeah. Love That For You. Yeah, and all things for Matt.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, listen, put that energy out there. I'm speaking of Aiden Mayari, very oh much in this film.
2: I'm obsessed with Aiden. Isn't she Dave great? worked with her on After Party, the, the yes. limited series oh. on Apple. And here's the trajectory. Dave works with her on that. And was like, she's so funny. She's the best. Then Jeff Baina and I asked her to be in Spin, Spin Me Round. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I got to experience firsthand what a fucking dream she is. She's, she's the so best. so incredible wow. and truly spins comedy out of very little. Yes. You know, like, and then Dave and I We're just like, can you just, can we just roll this along and you'll come do our movie also? And I adore her.
0: She's the best. I mean, there's a moment where she's great at just like throwing, throwing it away, but it has high impact. There's like a moment on the, uh, in the movie where your character tells her to do something that's very surprising and she just goes, wait, what? And it's just, it's, 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 (laughs) it's very Aiden. It's very high impact. She's on a hike or something. She's like, what, what? It's great.
2: It, like 90% of Aiden's role in this movie somebody used to know is over <laughs> FaceTime and yeah. she still gets some of the biggest laughs in the movie. My yeah. favorite is there's a scene where she's like emotional on the phone and mm-hmm. crying and I'm like, "Okay, I got to go." And while she's crying, <laughs> you just hear her voice go, yeah, I have to go too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just her improvising. I don't know. I just love her so much. And I love you guys so much. Oh,
0: Allison, yeah. Brie. Alison And also, your are sisters with our sister, Betty Gilps Betty. I
2: mean, my soulmate, Betty Gilpin. I love Betty so much. We talk mm. every day. I love really? her. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. That is That glow is... Really, this show that, like, I don't think really portrayed... A female former friendship turned into rivalry back into friendship. Like that is that arc yeah. was so perfectly calibrated between you two. Oh. And you guys were so good in it.
2: I uh, thank you so much. I loved it. I always felt Betty and I would always be like the main love story of this show is between these two women. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. always what the show was gonna be about. And like, of course, Marin is great and oh. there's like will they, won't they with that going on, but like the heart of the whole show was these two women and I loved it. I love how they tapped. I mean, it's because the show was made by so many incredible women. Like our mm-hmm. showrunners, yep. Liz Flahive and Carly Mensch, were so great and mm. like so smart. Their playwrights, their the the writing was so nuanced and cool. But also, they just let us do everything. Like we'd yeah. be having. It's yeah. like one scene, we'd be shooting some crazy screaming match sobbing and then we'd be in the ring and i'd be like you smell like butt to me yeah. like, i'd be like rubbing my crotch they really let us improvise in the ring <laughs> which was yeah. so fun
0: have you kept up with your wrestling
2: i haven't kept up with my wrestling per se but i keep up with my strength training i mean i'm <laughs> oh, super yeah. strong i'm super strong as
0: a result yeah. or did you always identify as strong
2: Oh my god! Not always. Like as a mm. kid, not athletic at all. Like mm. drama nerd in high school, not athletic at all. And then, but I've been training with. I have this great trainer that I've been training with for probably like ten years. But sort of more more casually. When I started doing Glow, it was right. like, okay, yeah. let's up the ante. Like we did ninety percent of our stunts on that show. Like we actually lifted each other and threw each other and did all this stuff. And it felt so powerful and great. So I feel like that clicked everything up a notch and then it just felt really good. So I just stay, have stayed kept up with it for mental health and all, all the reasons. Oh, that's
0: perfect. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Cause that was a show. I think Betty was talking about how that show would really just psychically take some sort of expenditure too, because you are just like throwing people down for multiple takes over and over again. Like that has to have yeah. some benefit as well as like psychic challenge to it. You know?
2: totally it's like we would shoot these wrestling matches for hours you know if you watch a wrestling match on tv or live and those guys are insane like and women like the craziest most amazing athletes they're like acrobats and i don't know they're crazy i mean crazy great yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. (laughs) but you know their matches are like 11 minutes and then we would just shoot one for like eight hours nine
3: hours yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> and everyone thinks the ring was like padded which it was Mm-mm. not although sometimes we no. do some of the big moves onto a pad because when you're doing it 20 times you're sort of like i got to protect my body but people always asked if we if we got hurt there were like a few minor injuries on the show but for the most part i would be like of course. i never got hurt but it hurts like the day after we would shoot a match i felt like i was in a car accident yeah you know it's your adrenaline dropping oh totally and even shooting it even just in front of a crowd who are background actors that are paid to be there still was really exciting and you could feel them even being kind of shocked because like our stunt doubles would get in show everybody the choreography and rehearse and like they would get to see them do it and then it'd be time to shoot it and we would come in and do it and you could feel the background being like oh shit they're gonna do it (laughs) (laughs) like and then we were
0: like we're like (laughs) god like that's my girl flipping in the air and being slammed down like it it truly was i wasn't really like a wwf person i I just like it it was a phenomenon when i when i was growing up but i don't did you guys like partake in any of like the watching of the wwf like did you know what the rock was cooking or smell what the rock was cooking rather
2: I mean I hate to admit that not really. Like yeah, prior no. to doing Glow That's totally You're right. It was like it's so
0: It was
3: huge.
2: It's like so worldwide popular and somehow still sort of niche. Like obviously I have the awareness yeah. of it, but I never really watched it. And then, you know, when I read the show, when I read The Pilot, I went back and watched a bunch of the original Glow, which those yeah, shows right. are wild. Yeah, because crazy. they're wrestling so fun. and they're doing sketches and they're like singing uh-huh. rap. It's like a,
0: a wild yes. show. It's a variety show. Yeah. Uh.
2: But then once we were working on glow, we went to some big WWE raw matches, like at the Staples center downtown and got to sit like in the front row and watch these people. And then, and, and it was so cool to watch having like a better idea of it. Cause our coach yeah. Chavo Guerrero jr. Was a real wrestler and uh-huh. taught us all the inside stuff. Like fuck people who think that wrestling is quote unquote, fake because yeah. I watched a guy overshoot a jump and knock out his front two teeth and continue <gasps> wrestling for like eight more minutes. Like no. It is oh my god. Yeah he wait they didn't fully come out. They like went up into his gums, his front two mm-hmm. teeth like <coughs> up into no. his gums. He had blood streaming down his face. He got out of the well first he hit it and fell. And <gasps> we thought that looked too real. Like normally when they fall they do a big sell right of like ah and he just silently, like, <laughs>
0: he was just like
2: really, on curt. the ground, yeah. <laughs> and then blood started pouring out of his mouth down his body, and he Jeez. ate a tag team match, so he like tagged his partner in, got no. out, standing right in front of us. I heard him yell to the medic, "They're up in there." <laughs> in there.
0: Title event.
2: <laughs> oh my god the medic like slapped him in the face sent him back in the room by the end of it everyone was covered in blood and i was like i'm obsessed with this this is the coolest thing i've ever seen
0: oh my gosh wow. and was it just yeah like, no you, you, the it's hardcore cast like watching that together cast, we
2: were like bonding all took up a full front row it was so I love fun it. yeah i
0: mean i feel like you live the dream of working with um, a nice circle of people because it's like Aiden's been in multiple things with you. I feel like you've been in multiple things with Aubrey Plaza, yeah.
2: Molly. I, yes, I meant to say Molly earlier when we were <laughs> the crossover.
0: View. The crossover.
2: I'm obsessed with Molly. We, Molly and I have been in like four movies together. At oh least. yeah,
0: Promising Young Woman too.
2: Oh my God. Yes. Okay. Wait. Promising Young Woman. Spin Me Around. Horse Girl. Um, the other movie, Little Hours. Mm. Little
0: Hours. Uh huh. It's because uh-huh. Molly
2: and I are like, and Aubrey, we're all like the Jeff Baina players that have all been in like four out of five of his movies. Um, That's a good roster. I adore Molly. Oh my God, Molly's energy. Oh yeah. Molly, <laughs> she's the best. No, she, she,
0: what I love about her is like, when she gets on set, what I love is just watching her, her process. I feel like she really loves to like physically orient herself. Like she, that's like her way in. You can tell it's like, she's like, well, you know, I feel like, you know, my arms, you know, yeah. She's like, and she's like kind of <laughs> getting her own body into totally. it. And it's so, you know what's with her? It's really hard to talk to her without talking like her. Like sometimes i oh my um, God. You know, right. like, yes. I always, I'm like, Molly, isn't that funny? Don't you think that's funny? Cause that, <laughs> yeah, wow, you're so funny. That's, 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 that's hilarious. The yeah. Wait, you think that? That's so
3: funny.
2: I love that Molly's <laughs> enthusiasm is totally real yeah. and like, but she'll, you'll be telling a story, and it'll come in like two or like you'll be like, oh my god, Molly, I have to tell you a story, and she'll be like, oh,
3: what? What? And
2: you'll be like, oh my god. So yesterday, you're like, yesterday, I was at the supermarket, and she'll be like, you were? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, but that's not. Wait, that's not. I'm just the setup. That's not like the funny part. Oh, of the story. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's <laughs> so
0: cool that you were there.
2: Oh my god, which market? <laughs> you were at the market. I love going to the market. Tell me. I'm glad that you said that about getting to work with great people. I think it's a big part of why. I've been making my own work more and more like horse Mm, girls. Somebody I used to know are the three films that I've written and produced. And so cool. It's great to be on that side of it, getting to put people together. I mean, when Dave and I were putting this movie together, we definitely were just like, we just want to hang out with our friends and also with people that are good people. Like we want to be super Uh. talented. Of course there are so many talented people in the world how about there's no assholes how about we just get yeah, sure. people that are like also really good fun people and then the whole energy on set is going to be fun and positive and it really was it felt like a wedding yeah. weekend
0: because mm. uh, you guys would you guys shoot in washington in in like the PNW, we or
2: no? the bulk of the movie in Oregon kind of in and around Portland mm. we had so we had shot Dave's directorial debut the rental up mm. in Oregon kind of on the Oregon uh-huh. coast and then we finished it doing I don't know five days in Portland and we sort of set this movie in the Pacific Northwest just to get back up to Portland because it's such a great so city great. yeah oh, the great. people are great the food is excellent it's like an amazing mm-hmm. music scene all of that yeah. stuff um and beautiful. So we set yeah. it in Leavenworth Leavenworth, Washington. Uh and we just shot like our last three days up in Washington in Leavenworth, which is actually looks like Christmas all the time and is this like Bavarian style. I was like,
0: where is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was it's gross. real.
2: It's so beautiful.
0: It's one of those towns, this movie, like where it looks like you could like eat the like the buildings.
2: buildings. <laughs> Like, every building is a gingerbread house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind
0: of that, that vibe of, like, it's so idyllic, and there's always just, like, a gorgeous mountain. And then all of a sudden, they're tubing in the river. I'm like, okay, where? The, and Because I've been thinking, like, you know, when you get to, whenever you're going through your downs in life, you're like, I have to get away. And yes. the where I've been picturing in my head to go recharge is literally what was in that movie. Like,
2: like totally. how do I get the there? Sure. I mean, first of mm-hmm. all, it just adds to production value also because you turn the camera any direction. And you're just like, oh, my God.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, wow.
2: But I, I hadn't thought about it when we were writing it, but we wrote it during COVID lockdown in 2020. Mm. And I part of me does wonder if kind of what you're saying, it was like. Us writing our fantasy of like And then we'll be tubing down a river And then (laughs) we'll be at a reindeer farm (laughs) Like out in life It felt like such a fantasy Of course by the time we shot the movie It was fucking freezing We were like all the scenes in the river And then they're like action And you stop everything from chattering And your little labia folds up Inside your body and you deliver
0: And Haley Joel went right in the river so that had to be very cold for Haley Joel. He had
2: to go all the way in, but we put him in like sort of a full wetsuit. It did. He That was real commitment. Haley Joel's incredible. Like,
0: I mean, he's so funny.
2: He fully committed. He's
0: amazing. Truly. You
2: know, we wrote in that the character was doing the worm yeah. in that one scene, and then we'd never even talked to him about it. And right. like the day before, we were like, oh, Haley, um, do you, can you do the worm? We never <laughs> asked. But do We could maybe put a different dance move if there was something else. And he was like... I've been watching videos online and practicing in my hotel room. And I taught myself yesterday and I think it's going to be great. And he does such a good job. And he actually dislocated his hip. Oh while my doing God. It. No, he no. He did it so many times for so long. I know poor guy, but he's okay. Now. Oscar nominee, <laughs>
0: Oscar nominee.
2: I mean, never forget.
0: No, I mean, that is so fun to get a dislocated. Uh, y- Cause you think like, it's like, Oh, what project did you injure yourself on? What project did you injure I- your hip on dislocated your hip? somebody i used to know yeah <laughs> the most physical role of my career
2: <laughs> <laughs> that action movie somebody i used to know
0: well it's an allison brief set you know people are getting b- bumped and bruised <laughs>
2: exactly you gotta go full in physical physicality is important to me
0: <laughs> she saw a wrestler have their teeth go up in their gums. that's right she's seen things that's
2: the level that we're working
0: yeah. at. right <laughs> You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. forward slash Culturistas. That's Chime.com forward slash Culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. I've heard you talk about how well, for Spin Me Round, spoiler, there's this big, crazy orgy scene. That's all we'll say. But, like, I, I remember you talked about that scene in an interview. You were like, it was shocking to, like, show up to set that day, even though I wrote this. Yeah. This thing, the set piece. But it's like, it's. I think it's so cool that you get to honor the process of writing it separate. From, you're not, like, thinking ahead. And I think that's good. I think that doesn't hamper the writing process itself, because then, like, you would just limit yourself as you're coming up with ideas or as you're putting words on paper, right?
2: Sure, totally. I mean, it always fascinates me. I mean, and I'm so new to writing and just have done these movies over the last like five years, I think. And mm. mm-hmm. it amazes me all the modes of the process. Like when you're writing it, you, you're you visualizing something, right? You feel like, okay, I have this clear vision. And all three movies that I've written were then directed by the person that I wrote them with, you know? Mm. So you're yeah. sort of like, yeah, we're locked in on kind of what this looks like. And then you cast it, you get to set and all the actors are bringing their perspectives and that's really fun and opens it up in a cool way of even stuff, you know, the way each actor thinks about their own character is going to be so much more specific to them and and nuanced in a way than even we've been thinking about the characters while writing them. So I kind of always love that, that watching the actors bring stuff in and ask questions that you're like, oh, I never even thought about that that way. Like, yeah. And then watching things come about like yeah that orgy scene it's funny <laughs> <laughs> well it's also it's it wild. was just so <laughs> jarring like yeah. to see so many a room full of so many naked people uh-huh. like faking sex acts specifically is a jarring thing to, to witness in person and yeah. on the one hand it was so <laughs> like beautiful because all of these Italian background actors just were so joyous and like having a great time. We cast all <laughs> um, couples, like they're all they were all real life couples, oh, so lovely. that everyone interacting together already knew each other um, and were like comfortable with what they were doing. And we basically said just do whatever you feel comfortable. Like we didn't go around to each couple and be like, you'll be slating him and you'll be taking yeah. it from behind. You know, we were sort of like, <laughs> we've kind of put everybody just uh, around uh, the choice. room. It, dealers <laughs> choice, except that like, you guys have to be standing, you guys have to be on the couch, whatever you come up with, great. Yeah. And everybody was so comfortable really mm. going for it in ways that I was like, whoa. Um, <laughs> which it, it was, it was so much to take in. And I felt very grateful that everybody was kind of, giving us their all Mm -hmm, in a way. And the funny thing to think about is actually that by the time we were shooting that scene, it was so toned down from like the original draft when Jeff and I are just fucking around. Well, there were some really specific things we wrote that then even when it just came time to like send the script out to actors. Like I actually (laughs) think the role that Aiden played, there was a line in the stage directions early on that was like, so-and-so, like, pops out from eating his asshole and says, blah, blah, blah. And, like, truly, as we went to send it out, we were like, maybe, you know, maybe we'll just make that a little
0: more vague let's get the thesaurus out okay rimming (laughs) not eating his asshole but i do appreciate that on the page it said eating his asshole eating his asshole but then like you don't realize when you're writing something that if you write down eating his asshole you will get a call from someone who's like so what are you thinking about for the asshole do you think we see it do you like it it is a call it's a call
2: it's a a call but it's also like a call from someone's manager being like Hey, um, we want to talk about the so asshole. So Sherry's eating uncomfortable form. eating asshole. Yeah. How good, <laughs> good? Like, what exactly are you hoping to show? Um, and then exactly all the stuff of like, so should we place a fake asshole over the real asshole? Are you hoping to see hole? And we're like, we don't need to see hole. We don't need to see hole. Um I actually (laughs) saw a scene that got cut from this movie I did years ago called sleeping with other people that Leslie Uh Headland directed. Yeah. Oh
0: my God. Yeah.
2: Such a fun movie. So in the movie, my it's like me and Jason Sudeikis, it's kind of like a play on one hearing with Sally. Like we're not going to have sex with each other and just be friends. And more than we're having sexualized with people. And my character has this, like, sexually obsessive relationship with Adam Scott, who's this, like, sort of sociopathic doctor. And I cut, <laughs> there's a scene where I come to his office, and we have sex on his desk. And at the start of that scene, we're making out. Then he, like, flips me around, bends me over the desk, pulls my skirt up, pulls my underwear down in the stage directions, goes down on me from behind. Then of wow. like, flips me over uh-huh. and we have sex. So, two things one the day that we shot that scene the camera is doing this move around the front of the desk so you're not seeing it's like you see from the side maybe you Mm -hmm. see a little of my ass as he's you see what's going on then it pans around to the front so it's just on my face as he goes Mm -hmm. down behind me and yeah it was so hot on this stage that we were which is such a nightmare you're like so sweaty and gross being like this is gonna be like in my butt cheeks yeah um yeah so i had like nude underwear on a nude thong under like my lacy character costume thong the Mm -hmm. idea was like the thong would get pulled down but the underwear underneath would stay on right we did three takes total the first two takes everything stayed where it was supposed to the third take everything came off and we both
3: just mm.
2: things just proceed. Obviously, you know, Adam Scott's not getting touching fully. I think not it's course. more like forehead to cheeks, you know? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and my face, I don't know what <laughs> happened, but Leslie Heblin comes running in and she's like, well, that was the one. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, it seems uh, so real. <laughs> it seems so
0: real. I've heard of this happening. Like, my I have a friend. I won't say who because he's not sharing the story, but I will share it for him anonymously. He was doing a sex scene with an actor that he had kind of been, like, flirty with.
2: Yeah, um, sure.
0: Uh, and they were, it was a long day because like it was, like, an involved sex scene. Oh, my God. And you're and, getting multiple um,
2: angles.
0: Yeah. And so, ultimately, like, a third of the way into shooting it things like, cause I've only worn this once actually in fire Island. It's that like weird little cock sock. And then there's the, there's the strip that goes over your hole. It's like a, like a tape that sticks to like the top of your ass oh. so that, yeah, it's oh. weird. It's like, it's, it's like
2: know, a cod piece.
0: And then a thing,
2: they have this for women where it more yeah. just, you tape it kind of above your pubic hair in the front then it goes all the way around and there's like yes. a little heart that tapes above your butt cheeks. it's a little
0: heart yes cute. And so it's, it's actually adorable
2: <laughs> it's super romantic it
0: is because it folds that's nice like it's that. cute oh i kept it <laughs> can you imagine
2: <laughs> i reuse mine on every job i have the same one <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's my security blanket um no but this guy was saying that like it was like a third of the way through them shooting this and it was falling off and the other actor who again like I think they ended up fucking afterwards. Sure. But he was like, "I think we should just not. I think we should just get rid of it." And and the guy was like, "Okay." So then they literally just shot that, like oh, pretty much my just like kind of not doing it, but like not not
2: not not smushing Jen. No, they were
0: smushed, right?
2: Not insertion, but like smushing was happening. It was frotting.
0: It was frauding. We're gonna say they
2: frauded. <laughs> I get that those little things like. You always end up sweating them off because you're so ner like you you have all this adrenaline from shooting that kind of scene and even and I'm like so comfortable clearly with nudity and even with scenes like that (laughs) like I actually always think it's funny how embarrassed actors get about it and I'm kind of like whatever just another scene who cares like the stakes feel to me just as high as like. A super dramatic scene where I want all the emotions to flow yeah, perfectly versus like a sex scene. But the last thing I'll say about the Leslie Headland movie Adam Scott scene is then they cut that <sighs> part out anyway, because everybody thought he was eating my asshole. And apparently audiences did not like Oh what? wow. They did not. Is, they had very strong negative reaction
0: is this i'm about to ask this to
2: be getting rid of
0: course well i'm asking a silly question potentially was there was this before intimacy coordinators like was this a time when they were on set way oh, before yeah oh. okay
2: way before yeah i mean intimacy coordinators are so so new, new. like we didn't have one on glow until our third really mm. yeah and then of course i had already shot my most graphic sex scenes, like season yeah, one. Yeah. And yeah. The pilot. With rich Summer <laughs> yeah. From yeah. Oh, sweetie. <laughs> Your sweet pal. Sweet guy. My pal, which actually did make me a little nervous. It was my first time doing like full nudity. And then they were like, Oh, we cast rich. And I was like, Oh great. That's so nice. It's a person I know. Uh, but then, and then a it's... second later I was like,
0: it's no, yeah, no. And, and yeah that's the thing i mean i think he'd be comfortable with me saying this at this point but the guy i was doing the the sex scene with in fire island zane we were dating at the time and it it, it and it made oh, it a little weird weirder yeah. the like, it, layers on it there's layers you know what i mean and then like i remember the intimacy coordinator came in and i've shared this on the podcast but my involuntary response to some questions she was asking i started crying I was really mm. nervous. And also that it was like this the content of the scene was, you know, it was edgy you're, and you know, it was very complicated yeah, and complex. And
2: your character gets taken advantage right. of and you're unaware that this other thing and is. So going on. And so it was on. weird. It was yeah, like she asked, she was like, know.
0: it's very that thing you were saying. She was like, How are you feeling about the scene? I was like, you know, I can't wait. Let's do it, right? Let's just get let's do it. I heard it's like fight choreo, right? It's like very blocking. It's like, <laughs> and then she goes, <laughs> Right. And then she goes, Well, how do you think your character feels about the scene? instant Ooh. sobbing i was like i'm so sorry and i was oh very accurate. and i was like i feel like i have to honor this emotion <laughs> and i'm sobbing and i i, I love that yeah, you, right? i literally <laughs> asked her i was like do people do this like do they break down she goes it happens way more than you think and people wouldn't admit
2: <gasps> wow. yeah but it makes sense see i feel like it's like crazy to think that we didn't have intimacy coordinators for it's so wild. long because it's so nice to have another person there to talk through all this stuff. Although, as I say that, I, I've maybe never worked with one because uh, on Glo- I just would always. I'm too comfortable yeah, with it. You sure, know, sure, sure. Because, because it was mostly on Glow. Where by the third season of Glow, I was so tapped back into my true nature, which is loving nudity and being really open Mm -hmm. about that stuff. And it kind of became a running joke where they kept asking me if I wanted the intimacy coordinator. But for scenes that I was doing by myself, like no joke, there was a masturbation scene that actually ended up getting cut. Also,
0: these audiences need to stop reacting negative to you getting your nut. (laughs)
2: <laughs> can they let me get my nut? <laughs> Hello? Hello. I, but it, it made me laugh that the scene was like me in a t-shirt and shorts getting under a comforter putting my hand yeah. under the comforter totally alone and they were like do you want to see the intimacy coordinator? I was like I don't to choreograph my own like hand and myself? No, nope, I'm okay <laughs> to do it by myself. There was on, on Horse Girl and I guess Horse Girl was sort of pre-intimacy coordinator, yeah, also. right before, yeah, and but but I felt like I had an awareness because I had written that and I was a producer on it. I was really taking all that stuff so seriously, and I became your
3: own the intimacy yes. coordinator
2: essentially, yeah. which was strange because we shoot this super like that's the weirdest sex scene I've ever shot. It's like a dream sequence sex scene with these two different
3: mm-hmm. actors. Uh-huh.
2: John Reynolds, who plays my love. We love, love John, John Reynolds. And Matthew Gray Goobler.
0: We've known John for years. John was like a Brooklyn comedy boy with us. Like it, we've known him for years and years and years. So funny. It's such a, totally- a sweetheart.
2: Totally. He's so good. Yeah, he's great. He's so funny and he's very like channeling like young Judge Reinhold and Oh, sure. There yeah. is something
0: Yeah, that's great. There is something like
2: fast vintage.
0: Times. I hate that word. Yes, yeah, it's fast times. It's like I've always tried to put my finger on on him. Like cuz he's amazing in Search Party and there is this like nice I don't know, like patina to him.
2: He's so lovable and he has kind of like a breathiness. Yeah. Talks, it's almost John Hughesy, too. Really you like, know what I
0: mean? It feels of that era. Totally. You know, it's like that he would have fit right into that coterie.
2: Yes, totally. But it was so funny to me to like, I'm the person then taking him aside to be like, okay, so in this scene um, that we've just rehearsed, you know, you're going to unzip the back of this suit. And I just want to make sure that you know that when you pull the suit off of me, I'm not wearing a bra mm. underneath and you'll see my my breast. And at that time, if you feel comfortable, <laughs> I, I think you could put a hand on my breast and I would feel comfortable with that if you feel comfortable with it. But also you absolutely don't have to. And he would just be like, yeah, I feel comfortable with ah. it, sure. Um, but the way... Are we talking too much about sex scenes? No, I love it. Please
0: tell. The readers are going to be reading. (laughs) They're doing a close reading of this episode. This was
2: all that we were going to talk about, but I didn't realize how many great stories I have about this. I love it. So on Horse Girls, so the scene is, it's like becomes a dream sequence, right? Where it's me and John Reynolds, we're kissing. The way we wrote it is sort of like, they sort of start to have sex and then he turns into matthew gray goobler who's playing like my favorite actor on a mm-hmm, tv show mm-hmm. that my character watches and now we're in this dream sequence and then a bunch of other weird stuff happens so we had planned this elaborate camera move and then of course immediately on the day realized that like we don't have a budget to do, <laughs> yeah. like, we're like uh, oh yeah we don't have I a fucking that. crane that's gonna like pan over this actor's back like we were gonna pan over their back so it was like well we'll shoot with one actor we'll all take a break we'll shoot with the other actor and we'll just hide that it looks like one shot but mm. it's not really so Smart. then of course on the day we're like oh we can't do that It has to be one shot. So Jeff Baino, who's directing, is like, okay, I figured out how we can do it. He goes, we're going to push in on you guys on the bed. Like you're laying horizontal. Oh my God, they're going to swap out. Oh no. We're going to do a cowboy switch.
0: Oh my
2: God. So we're going to push in. So we're tight on you and John Reynolds. We'll get all the way close up on your faces. He'll kiss down your body. Then Matthew will kiss up your body. And you'll like... Do the rest of the sex scene to completion. So oh. we start to rehearse it. We start to realize, like, okay, so they both have to be in the room at the same time. Not only that, but you can tell when, if one of them gets off the bed for the switch, the whole bed oh moves. God. So that's off the table. Uh. Everyone has to stay on <laughs> the bed. So it's a closed set. We've got Jeff Beanite <laughs> with a monitor in the room with us and just like the camera guy and the focus puller. That's it. And me and these two guys, I'm topless. <laughs> Here's what would happen. They would both start on the bed. Matthew's off camera, but his hand is on John's back, like ready to tap in. Wow. Like it's in. truly It's kisses down my <laughs> yeah. body. Oh my God. Then John would lean against the wall like a child who's traumatized, tuck his knees into his chest, like avert his eyes, and me and Googler, like finish faking sex through an orgasm. It is the craziest. I was like, I've done sex scenes with people before, but never in front of my other love interest, like simultaneously. And <laughs> Jeff is in the room cueing everything because it's all timed off the of camera. Course. So it's like, it's like a closed set with nobody around. Great. Everyone's like comfortable mm-hmm. and cool. And Jeff's there going, John <laughs> down, <gasps> Matthew in, uh- Finish. Like, it was like... Not the whisper. It was just the finish. fucking weirdest...
0: Down in finish. Classic. Title of up. Like, down in finish. Title of up. Down in finish. John Classic Down. Classic
2: down in finish.
0: Classic down in finish.
2: <laughs> so I'm proud to pivot to this movie. I'm proud that all the nudity in this movie is non-sexual right. nudity, which I'm very into.
0: I want to talk about this before we ask the question. Yes, Bowen, bringing this up.
2: Like, I just yes. like it being a celebration.
0: I really, really loved how nudity in the so um not to give away too much but it is through this nudism theme and sort of like character trait in this person who but it's so delicately like the crumbs are left so nicely for the audience like you hear it once in the beginning and then it just all kind of organically beautifully unfolds And it just ends in such a nice earned way. And I didn't realize that this was part of your own personal journey that like you kind of have this engagement with, I guess, nudity or maybe even nudism as a thing. Is that fair to say?
2: Yeah. I mean, more nudity and not nudism. I've really never been to
0: a place.
2: It's not like I because I've been talking a lot about my my college like penchant for nudity, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like I was like going to class naked and just like, all course, time co- course, like, the naked guy, which we did have the naked guy who was like at every school function in tennis shoes and a necklace. Really? So <laughs> the origin story is that I went to CalArts for college. And while I was there, um, clothing was optional everywhere, but the cafeteria that was the policy. And actually, wow. I was really respectful because I want... Also, it's a great school. I it's got a great, great school, education, yeah. And I always want to be like, I don't know if it's that way now. This was like 20 years ago. Um, but I was doing these interviews and the other day in the middle of some junket, the like sound guy was like, I actually know someone who teaches there right now. And it's the, that's still the policy. Really? Like, oh, wow. Great. Um, I love that because it was always just about... It's an art school, okay? So they have every dance, uh, fine art, painting, graphic design, film, music, all that stuff. So like, it was more about, I think, letting the students just have full freedom of expression. Yeah. And it was not uncommon to see somebody doing some art installation on your walk across the campus where they're naked and they're painting their body in chocolate or Uh something like that. And there were big parties. Like the Halloween party was a big deal at CalArts. Even my freshman year, they had a springtime party called the Erotic Ball that then got canceled for being yeah, too risque. But sure. so that was a lot of people going in. You would just wear pasties and underwear and like boots. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, and I would streak from time to time and make uh, my friends laugh. And I liked to streak. And I just liked the whole culture yeah. of of that openness and kind of like my character in the movie. I feel like I had this journey with nudism and and my own comfortability with nudity. Like when I first started acting on camera in this industry, I was got really afraid of doing nudity on mm. camera. And I'm, I'm glad I sort of was like, I'm open to doing it, but it has to be the yeah. right thing. So like early on in my career, when I was doing like B-horror movies or whatever, you know, I was like, no, I'm not going to pop into that show and just be like the topless girl that had two right. lines on that HBO show or whatever.
0: Yeah. Betty talks about that concept in her book too. And I think that's so interesting, like through an actress's perspective, like, like being able to finally like even know the difference between like what feels like what's being commodified and what's feel, feels like freedom and what feels like your choice and what feels like their choice, you know?
2: Totally. Yes. And you have to, to think about, I, I keep feeling like I'm making myself sound so old, but like in the time that I was at CalArts, even to then, working on community Mm. uh we witnessed like the birth of twitter and things like that like that didn't even exist like when i was in college from 2001 to 2005 like people had flip phones people Mm -hmm. were not so like even the nudity at cal arts was it was um protected yeah it's just for us no one's gonna pull out their phone and film me i mean i did probably take some i don't know what photos (laughs) exist from like the photography (laughs) students
3: And and tasteful ones,
2: tasteful ones. But uh, which thing. I feel like actually those probably would have surfaced by now if they existed. Um, <laughs> but like, I think there was this knee-jerk reaction to the internet, right? Yeah. Of me being like, oh wait, like I, I, you know, I knew a friend of mine who did nudity in a movie, and now a uh, screen grab from that was in an issue of Playboy, and they're mm. allowed to do that legally because it's yeah. not your property now that it's in that movie. Like all that stuff really scared me, and mm. I also think it was also a time in my life where I was hating my body. Like Mm -hmm. I do think that was part of it too. I was protecting myself by being like, I I don't want to do nudity for the wrong thing because I also just, felt unattractive you know it was an insecurity there's nothing like uh starting a career on camera to like make you hate yourself Uh, and hate the way you look
0: (laughs) don't even get us started break down every time i see everything for the first time complete meltdown Yep. yep yep so
2: i had to really wade through that for years and kind of felt yeah really protected and really like I don't want to do some nudity in something and people just don't even have to watch the thing. Like they can just Google Skip to it, it and yeah, go yeah. whatever. Like I'm not doing it for those people. It's about the art, blah, blah, blah. So then cut to glow. And when I read the pilot for glow to audition for that show, they had a big all caps announcement that was like, must be comfortable doing nudity for all of the women on the show. Everybody, yeah. wow. it was like, which I appreciated very upfront about it from the beginning. Like this is a non-negotiable for this show. And by like my, you know, I auditioned maybe four times for that part. And by like, after maybe the first two auditions, as I was starting to really test for the role is when that conversation came in with my mm-hmm. whole team kind of calling me to be like, Hey, this is the point where they really want to make sure that, you know, mm. that you ha- are going to have to get naked on the show. Yeah. And they want you to know that you're comfortable with it. Cause they don't want to do more auditions. If, You're not okay with it. And I asked if I could get on the phone with Liz and Carly, our our showrunners, and talk to them about it. They were like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I more just honestly, I read the pilot. It was so fucking good. And I got it. And I felt like it all made sense. And I already really didn't have a problem with the nudity, but it was so nice and refreshing to talk to them and have them say, Look this is a show about women's bodies in every way Mm -hmm, that we can explore that. And we just want the freedom to show women changing in a locker room and to show women having sex and everything in between Mm -hmm. and not shy away from it. And we're never going to exploit you. We're never going to do it in a way that is male gazey or anything like that. And then I feel like working on glow kind of reconnected. Like as soon as I did that first Naked sex scene in that first episode, I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love being naked. <laughs> I love my body.
0: It's <laughs> empowering.
2: It really was. Mm. And by season three, there's a scene where it's me and Betty, and you know, our, we're in Las Vegas, and I have this scene where I like put on a showgirl headdress and take my top off and do this like toplet, top, yeah, topless yeah, dance yeah. to make Betty laugh. And I actually watched that episode with my mom. Uh
3: huh.
2: And my mom was like that's my alley yep. like that's oh, my daughter wow. that's you that's your energy like it was such a oh. funny relief to be like yeah, yeah that is my natural energy so i feel like that journey is in this movie like and by the way already this morning on twitter i saw someone turning me topless just into a meme that, or a, a gif <laughs> right I mean, sure, sure, whatever.
0: That's the weird part about the streamers (laughs) of it all, too, though, is people, like, they can just, like, scroll on the bottom with scary movies. I do this sometimes. (laughs) Like, I'll just scroll through the whole thing to see when something scary is going to happen or, like, whatever. But people can treat streamers that have nudity like that, you know what I mean? In that weird way, which is another weird thing about now versus then, too. Right. Yeah,
2: But in a way, I think, and I also even had these conversations with Jeff Baina because I did, you know, some nude scenes in Horse Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, I don't know, I sort of, he, he sort of led me back to even being like, well, don't give those people the power right. to change fundamentally who you are and how you feel about this kind of thing. Like, 100%. none of us can control what fucking creepy people on the what internet are do. doing or yeah. saying and I don't even want to think about it or tap into it at all. I got to just live by, like, by choosing, I guess, to be in this industry in any way. Yeah. We, it, part of us goes, I'm going to have to be okay with people saying whatever the fuck they want and I'll go about my business in a way that's true to me and that's the best I can do. And I'll yep. just try not to look at any of that stuff ever and live my life and everything's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. But, but thank God for Glow. I mean, there's nothing like you being comfortable with being naked around other women in a very protected environment and doing it you know maybe not over and over again but like feeling safe for that long is enough to deprogram all of that shit in your head from before and that's that's amazing like i i hope i wish that for everybody
2: yeah totally It was very safe feeling.
0: And then you get to the point where like now, now it's like you were saying, you're kind of like assembling your own people. So you're creating your own healthy atmosphere. And that's like, you know, that's, that's something that you've obviously earned in your career. And that's like a really kind of cool place to be. I would imagine that's just, it's so the difference between being on a set where even one person totally toxic and i'm certain you've been there (laughs) okay like that's the cool thing about i would imagine like being the writer producer and you know dave being the director is that you guys are obviously on the same page not only in your life but now you can be professionally too and that's just a gift to everyone
2: totally well that's what i was gonna say i mean have many thoughts on that but first of all on something like this when the director is my husband too it's like I know that I am safe is the right word. I think, mm-hmm. and Dave, I, I, I felt this way on the rental, which I have had no nudity or sex scenes or anything in that, but like working with Dave, the set is such a safe space for actors because mm, also he is he's one. an actor. Yeah. Yes. He understands the actor psyche. He wants everyone to feel comfortable and collaborated with, and everyone has a voice and he's going to check in with everybody to make sure that they feel good. And then also he has amazing taste. Like he makes really beautiful things. He's never gonna leave something in that feels false or is un flattering to a person's performance or anything like that. Yeah. It's the beautiful thing of working with Dave is like the safety I feel just knowing that the product itself is gonna be amazing because I-, I know what a strong vision he has for everything. But also in spirit, Dave and I are the same, which is we love being on a set. We want it to all be positive and fun. And like ha- everyone's having a great time and feel supported and seen and all that yummy, delicious stuff. Yeah. So it's great. I will say whenever I'm on a set with, th- there's something about having the one villain on a set mm-hmm. that, that the only silver lining to that is it common unites enemy. everybody else. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You have the common enemy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Do you feel this way? Like I also feel like my behavior gets better when you watch someone just being like such a jerk a a selfish jerk right Mm -hmm. that you have a sense of like you maybe you come in and you're like oh my god i hate what they're trying to put me in today and then you watch someone have like a full toxic meltdown about (laughs) some costume and you go like i'm fine with it i don't it's actually not that (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
0: Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found FrameBridge. we have to ask you the question because the question is the centerpiece of the show and we must know and the readers have to read about this. (laughs) Alison Brie, what was the culture that made you say culture was for you?
2: Okay. Oh my God. (laughs) Guys. Uh I've gone around, around and around in circles on this one because I just feel like the answer for me could go a million directions. There were so many things fueling that. Mm -hmm. Yes.
3: Mm -hmm. But...
2: You know, you referenced John Hughes earlier, and I'm going to actually say, trying to think of like the earliest spark of things. Yeah. I'm going to say it was watching Ferris Bueller's Day Off on Mm. HBO. Like Mm. I'm not... That old, like I was probably like three years old when Ferris Bueller came out. It's not like I was like seeing it in the theater or anything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that. But like HBO in the late 80s, early 90s is my jam. I would just come home from school put cable on. We had fucking HBO, yeah. watch everything. But like my earliest memories of even wanting to be a performer, like as a kid, I was such a ham and always kind of like, beep, 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 like putting on <laughs> little performances for my parents and our neighbors and things like that. And I vividly remember me and my sister and our couple little friends would reenact this scene from Ferris Bueller's Day Off where the principal gets to the house and the sister gets to the house at the same time. Mm. And they both think that they've caught Ferris Bueller, but neither of them does. And the scene goes like this. They're, they're on either side of like the kitchen door and they hear oh each God. other. And one of them goes, Ferris. And the other one goes, bueller and then one jumps out and goes ha and the other one jumps out and goes yeah and then she goes kicks him in the face three times it's like she goes running up the stairs we would replay like take turns playing either role acting it out Uh. showing it in front of our parents and then i feel like we spun that off into doing snl style sketches for our parents like that was just it was just part of like oh i love performing i want to say this exactly the way she said it we're gonna react it cadence you know like the cadence is the same i'm gonna kick my leg at the same it was like the way that people like dub smash stuff now but we didn't have any of that uh (laughs) technology (laughs) we would just have to rewind and like play the video again i mean on hbo we couldn't rewind so i guess that's my answer for now but runners up include (laughs)
0: yes let's hear them.
2: Runners up include early seasons of the real world oh. on MTV, uh-huh. which like watched the first couple seasons that were probably so boring. It was like just, a like, real
0: docudrama. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh my God. People in a bath talking about being bisexual for an hour yeah. or like, <laughs> you know, it was just like, it was truly just people sitting around talking, but loved it. Also possibly controversial. The Rosie O'Donnell show. Uh-oh. Not controversial. Major
0: major. <laughs> oh no, my god. My
2: nice friend and I, we used to my best friend from elementary school, we would like write letters into the Rosie O'Donnell show <laughs> and I feel like her sort of like fake obsession with Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. Like we were too little to know <laughs> that there was like a closeted thing happening yeah. and we were just like she loves Tom Cruise. We <laughs> love Tom Cruise. <laughs> like he's we a cutie were patootie. Obsessed
0: it was the era of Cutie Patootie. It was the era of the Koosh Balls. Coosh. It was John McD. It was... It the was Big this, K you know, ad. She did Kmart yes. ads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the thing about Rosie's show, which I loved, was it kind of was... It felt like a late night show in the day. Because yeah. Because she was for real yeah. funny. And she, like, yeah. it was... She was, like, relaxed and, like, really... I mean, I'm speaking to the audience, but, like, still kind of doing her thing, you know?
2: I mean... I do still kind of love Rosie O'Donnell. She's recently been on the L word. Mm. She was
0: in the league of their own. Yeah. Oh, she's very good. No, yes. she's great.
2: Oh God. And then I just had one other one, but now I forgot it. Well, I'm at the, I'm at the, I the I'm, like, league of their, their own. The so reboot. You. No, yeah. no, no, oh, no, she no, no. She's in the reboot. That's what yes. I meant. Yes, I'm
0: sorry. Of course, no, no. Of course, she's in the original, but like she's in the reboot, and she's like, it's a perfect little way that they like, you know, cameo her, but they give her like a really meaty part.
2: I love that. Also, in the original, she's like of one course. of the best parts. of for course. In Madonna.
0: Oh, she's yeah. so good. I mean, Rosie is so talented. I mean, that, that's the thing too is like people forget about like her as like a Broadway, like musical theater actress. Like that, that um. obsession that she had with musical theater and with truly like. What was happening in New York? Like she truly would be like, okay, here is an episode of my show where like the guest is, I don't know, Juliana Margulies or someone huge out on TV at the time. And the performance at the end is going to be like Sutton oh, Foster. Here's, literally. Yeah, here's Sutton Foster. Here's LaShawn's. Here's like something that's yeah. happening at La Mama. She yeah. would pull something from like off, <laughs> off Broadway experimental stuff. And she'd have people do a song because she genuinely was curating like a show that she liked and it was like in that way she had to help so much theater and there's no one doing that now i mean you know what that's what i like about seth meyers seth Seth is doing he had titanic on his show actually the night i was on and i thought that was so cool because yeah yeah yeah, it was and i got to like do a bit with them but it's like that was really cool because people don't really shine a light on theater that much anymore like on those big platforms it's don't oh my
2: god wait sidebar about daytime tv but i'll make this the quickest but matt i know that you were on kelly clarkson recently Ooh. and you guys did not sing together because you were like i don't want to do that my first time and i was just on kelly clarkson Isn't she for like best? she is the best and it's so fun to do interviews with her because she's like you don't even feel like you're on a talk show she's actually just genuinely no. talking to you like i feel like i didn't tell yeah. any of my like stories i, I rehear i mean i did but like you just ended up talking anyway so the second guest on my episode was Michael Bolton and he (gasps) is a huge fan of hers and they sang together and, you know, I'm sitting there on the couch and I don't know if they kept this in the episode or cut it, but I thought about you. (laughs) I had talked to her about how I used to have like this cover band and I used to sing. So she's singing. How am I supposed to live without you with Michael Bolton and they're harmonizing and belting and they get to the final notes of the chorus. How am I supposed to carry on? And I come in, I lean in on the couch and just go, when all that I've been living Ooh, for is, is gone. gone. And Michael Bolton straight turned to me like, what the fuck? But Kelly <laughs> was like,
0: yes! Yeah, yeah, they had to, to keep that. Her. They oh, had to voice. keep that.
2: <laughs> oh, thanks, you guys. You do. <laughs> but I thought I would never in a million years, like earlier on the couch, we were talking about this cover band and she was like, "You, so you sing? And I was like, but don't ask me to sing right now. No, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <She would laughs> But then I sat there being like, what? I'm not going to take the chance to jump in on one line with Michael Bolton and Kelly Clarkson. Are you crazy? No, that
0: (laughs) is... I mean, like, the thing, like, she had Pink on the other day. And her and Pink, like, sat. And Bowen, did you see this? I did not. You would have gagged. Because she loves Pink. And Kelly and Pink are, like, both, like, you know kind of stood the test of time pop stars but from like back like I was thinking the other day like yeah. Pink has been around remember the song you make me sick I want you in a hand in a, remember that song and there you go looking pitiful oh my god but like it's like these are old and I was watching these two and they were singing Pink's like catalog, Early cuts. and they were singing it together and I was like Oh God, like, and just to hear how good they are. And you could tell they like, didn't really rehearse. They just intuitively know, like Kelly's just like, I'm just going to jump on the harmony line and they look each other in the eyes and they just know what to do, what riffs to do. And it's just like, these are two monsters of vocals. It's so
2: pro, like that's something I could never do. I I can learn a harmony Mm. and hit it like with lots of practice. No, I cannot just hear a harmony and jump in and belt it. Bowen's really good
0: at
3: that. It's
2: pretty incredible. No, no,
0: no, 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 I I have the ear. I can't like execute all the time, but anyway, that's not true. And he's also like a countertenor. Bowen has such power. He like, it comes up through his feet, the pelvic floor of doom. I call him. Oh no, 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 no. (laughs) In many ways. Allison, I, do, do you remember what vinyl she gave you? What vinyl Kelly Clarkson gave you?
2: Yes, she gave me the black keys. Oh,
0: which, damn.
2: You know,
0: it's all right. She gave <laughs> Bowen Bruce Springsteen. And which like, I okay. No, no, no. It's he, just like, I, I don't dislike Bruce Springsteen. Like, how could you? I
2: just, right. Uh, same. Who, who what, no, no shade to the black keys. No, no shade keys, to, like, or Kelly. <laughs> Or Kelly. Oh, my God. Definitely not. But I was like, huh. (laughs) But that means she thinks you're cool.
0: That means she thinks you're cool as fuck. Yes. Because, like, Black Keys is such like a... It's it's like a swing. But you would only take that swing on, like, this is a gift for a cool person. she's a cool girl. You know, a vinyl, no matter what, is actually a really chic gift. No matter yeah. I, I
2: think it's, it's such a cool thing to be in the back. You really
0: can't go wrong because it, it can be decorative, it can be something that you actually play. And then like if an artist has made a vinyl of their album, it's probably like it's gotta be good in some way, like a classic thing.
2: It, it we have a record player and it's nice to add something to the catalog to the that crate we might not have yeah. bought. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that we just have that now and maybe you'll pop it on and be like, oh wow. Oh yeah. You know we right? have and this. also listening to something on vinyl not as much, but kind of like when you go to see someone in concert, like you're always going to love it. I mean, mm. I guess it's not the same. It's but a ritual, have, but, like,
0: but it's it's ritualistic. Like you're going through yeah. the steps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. My friend came over like, I guess it was like six, seven months ago. And um, he broke my he didn't break it. But like, I can't get that. You know, it's a lot of there's a lot of setup with the vinyl. Like sure, the string has sure. to go around the thing. And it's like it's kind of precarious. But um, yeah. I'm gonna somehow restore that, and um, I'll, I'll get back to playing Casey Musgrave's Golden Hour in no time. Great vinyl. The album. only
2: bummer about vinyl is like that it's so short. Like we're used to playing now that just go on forever. Endlessly. Especially when yeah. you kind of
0: have someone over to fuck. Like low key, like you put the vinyl on and you feel chic. And you're like, oh, yeah, the record's on. And then, like, you're in the middle of the throws and, like, it stopped. You I
3: understand.
2: And then it's like right like, yeah. about to rim. And then it's like full silence. And it's you're like, like oh, let me cease rim. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> let me cease rim so that I can go. <laughs> I don't want to
0: hear this. Nobody
2: wants to cease rim, mid rim. No,
0: no, no. Certainly not eating asshole. You um, need a soundtrack to it. <laughs>
2: Do people not say eating asshole? Do people not say that? You say nobody says the whole. I said eating
0: they should, But I love that you, you keep throwing hole period. in there. I, I love that you throw hole in there. <laughs> End of sentence. I, I learn
2: a lot from this podcast. <laughs> you guys taught me what bussy was. We did? And I recently passed that info on today. Oh, great. Yeah, I actually think you did a I don't think so, honey but Yeah. I, I did. And I was I said, like, yeah. you don't think so? I was no, like, I don't. I don't whoa. like saying it.
0: Like, was sometimes during sex, yeah. like, people will say... <laughs> like uh like people will talk about bussy and i'm just like i'm sorry i i can't can't with bussy and and, and
2: i haven't changed
0: i i still can't and i won't
2: (laughs) i think that's great you should stay true to you You (laughs)
0: yeah
2: know yourself no nobody's trying to change you
0: only when it's in merriam-webster will you accept it in the throes of passion i think am i speaking for both of us when i say we have a crush on your husband I feel like yes. B- Bowen, we, Bowen, we of course? Of course I do. We do have a crush. I've actually had a crush on Dave Franco for years. He was in a really? sitcom, like the first thing he ever, 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 ever did. He was in oh, a yeah. sitcom where he played like the assistant. And I do was Do not like, disturb. Do not disturb. Wow. <laughs> this is
2: I know all of my husband's credits.
0: <laughs> <laughs> were you were, were you were you a Dave Franco fan prior to husband? Oh
3: my God! Oh my God, is he there? Can <laughs> he cameo? Shouting
2: from the bottom. He just walked in the door as I said that and goes, Why are you guys talking, talking about, about Do, do Not, not disturb? Because Coming, disturb? Because. come give a cameo wave. Give, give <laughs> a cameo.
0: No. He's not going to be able to hear here. us. He can't but hear us. Him, he can't hear us. But tell him that I reviewed Do Not Disturb for the NYU newspaper. Uh, I think it was my freshman year. And I had said <laughs> the highlight was Cutie DeFranco. Back in the day when he was a twin. Here he comes. Honey,
2: Matt reviewed <laughs> Do Not Disturb oh for his Hi! NYU newspaper. You're not going <laughs> to be able to hear them because they're in my ear. And he said the highlight of Do Not Disturb was because I. We,
0: we had a crush Very on you, uh, I mean. Here, take, take, take one of the ears. Hi, really Dave. Giving couple right there when they share Oh, the this is beautiful. <laughs> this is a great picture, readers.
2: <laughs> Very kind of you to say that about Do Not Disturb. That was a show where. Uh, <laughs> We shot seven episodes. It got canceled after three. So you can imagine how popular it was. Um, Well,
0: I'm one of the dozens that watched it.
2: That's very, very
0: sweet. (laughs) (laughs) We love the movie, Dave. So good. Thank you. Thank you.
2: I'm sure she told you uh, very effusively that we loved Fire Island so, so much. I can't believe you guys watched
0: it. No, of course not. So nice. I mean,
2: we adore that movie. We adore rom coms. But like truly on this tour, like when we've been talking about the recent ones that we love, it's it comes up in every single interview.
0: You guys bravo to both of you i mean you guys subverted so many things about rom-coms in this in such a beautiful i mean the turn in the movie we're not going to spoil it but there's a turn with jay allison and, and allison in this room yeah it's so beautifully executed so well yeah. shot i mean great job thank you both that both so of so much truly yeah. coming from you guys that's so so sweet crushed it <laughs>
3: crushed, crushed
2: it, it. I'm going to let you guys be um, much love to you. I'm such huge fans of both of you. Uh, Allison is a super, super fan of your podcast. Stop embarrassing me. She's been buzzing leading
0: up to this. So oh, my podcast. God. Angel. That, I mean, come come on. on. Both of you. It's giving star energy. It's giving... Ri- oh. I mean, and also the, the picture of the two of you is really... I bet <laughs> the wedding photos are... Uh, sort of hanging up on the wall. The Photos are good. Yeah, those must you know, be good. I don't
2: even know if we printed any ourselves. I actually like framed a bunch for my family for christmas and when i go to their houses i'm always like why didn't i do one of those for me how (laughs) good that is
0: i know it's it's kind of one of the perks right of like
2: (laughs) having a hot husband having a hot husband and being
0: hot yourself it's like we get to take a chic wedding photo so why you hire the photographer
2: yeah right it's true i just did here wait look there's a photo right here i just had a party for my 40th and it was like having a wedding pretty much where i was like I'm getting a photographer. We're getting a photo booth. Look at these. Oh, beauties. I love oh, see what I'm so saying. So sweet. Like,
0: you guys. That's why you got to <laughs> get a photo booth. That's actually a rule of culture. It's rule of culture. Number 60. You had a party. party? You got
2: to get a photo, get a photo booth. booth. I couldn't agree more. It's something fun. And then everybody gets a fun souvenir.
0: Yeah. And it's also, it's community building to sort of like, gather around the photo booth and be like, okay, what are we doing now? Sometimes Which there will be a pop. So are we
2: using props? Are we serious? Or are, are we smiling? Some of my are favorite pictures
0: from the I Love That For You premiere party, I have really good shots of like me and Aiden and me and Punam, like me and Vanessa, like that were in the photo booth. And why do I have that? Because there was a photo booth. Exactly.
2: I feel like also what's fun is that when you host a party, then afterwards, you get the link to see everybody's photo booth yeah. pictures from the night. You get to see like all your friends and how drunk they were. Yeah, and, like, who was
0: being a drunk whore?
2: Yeah, I just love getting pictures of my friends and their husbands <laughs> who are like grabbing their ass, like <laughs>
0: assholes. <laughs> so yeah, don't forget yeah. the hole. <laughs> we get a lot of
2: photos assholes. of a finger up the asshole at my uh, party. Come on.
0: Come on. Just because Trudy Campbell is such an icon. I have to ask like do you have any like favorite memories from Mad Men, which is the greatest television show of all time.
2: It's oh, true. Thank you. Um well, you know, yeah, so many good memories. I mean, that was really my first sort of big job on TV. That was concurrent with Community airing wise, yeah. right? Like cuz Yes, but Mad Men started earlier, started probably earlier, like yeah. 2 years earlier. Because so I remember
0: I just, that was like your that was like a big moment. Like when you were on both, it was like, boom, boom, boom.
2: Yes, which is rare because also, you know, all of the networks get so weird about you being on other shows. So there were a lot of rules. Yeah. You know, I, w- I was recurring on, I had been recurring for two seasons on Mad Men and I was doing like six out of 12 episodes. And then I did the community pilot kind of without telling anybody. Oh. nice. And then people kind of flipped out from Mad Men. And I think they were like, well, if she can't be, because they were like, normally the networks would only let you do three episodes mm. of recurring on a show or a different network.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And the, the Mad Men team kind of flipped out and they were like, if we can't get a six episode guarantee, then you're never going to be on Mad Men again. Oh, God. And I had this moment of like, what have I done?
3: Yeah. <laughs> but actually it Trudy. Was great.
2: <laughs> well, but then what ended up happening is Matt Weiner, the creator like wrote letters. And I believe he did this honestly, every season to oh. our producers on community like and to NBC at large, being like, here are all the um, NBC people who have uh, guest starred on other shows more than three times. Wow, uh, John Ham on Thirty Rock, and so there's. I mean, that was in the family NBC yeah. thing, but it was it was sort of like, look at all the people from Mad Men who have guest starred on NBC stuff. That's right. what it was. John mm. Ham on Thirty Rock did more than that episode. And anyway, they always got me out to do it, so that was like really exciting. But I realized I didn't answer your question. The thing I remember <laughs> most when, when I think of the show is honestly the cost
0: of course i was assuming that for some reason because it is so oh my god
2: the fittings i jamie bryant was the costume designer for mad men and she's so fun and it was like the highlight of my time on the show would be oh, yeah. my fittings with her she had such a specific vision always and the campbells she would have full boards with um like inspiration boards, and we always we talked about Campbell Blue because the Campbells, Campbell we were blue. like a real jewel tone family. Mm-hmm. So we wore a lot of Campbell Blue and Green, which really brought out my eyes and Vincent Carthizer's eyes. Like, it yes. kind of looked like brother and sister.
0: Yeah, it was kind of perfect casting.
2: I, I had great hats that yeah, were good like hats. incredible and so strange. So that's the highlight for me.
0: I just did Molly. I was like, You did? You had really good hats. You <laughs> did. <laughs> really did. I love that hat that you had the feel of this hat so such a great hat i'm oh, like living for that hat i was thinking about that hat the other day because <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, I was wearing a hat I was <laughs> well you know what i just realized bowen that we have iconically done is that we have yet again right before a huge cultural moment recorded the episode before. So I, oh what my I want to do is predictions for what Rihanna is going to do at the Super Bowl. Is she going to throw a curveball? Are we going to get We Found Love? Are you doing a Super Bowl thing, oh, yeah. Allison? You are?
2: Dave and I are just going to watch from here. We like to watch football together alone nice. so that Dave can explain to me everything that's going on and why I should care about it. Sort of the fir-
0: <laughs> and you can sort of explain Rihanna to him
2: exactly
0: <laughs> he's not familiar <laughs> this is what I wrote down for, for our little pool that we have in our friend group we have a pool for okay. what she's gonna do at the super bowl okay I'm sure I'll be dead wrong I wrote down in no order okay umbrella diamonds needed me because I was like I was looking through anti and I was like is she gonna do work maybe I don't think she's gonna have Drake there I think that would be a little loaded don't eat it Whoa. Um. so that, that's my that's my anti thing I don't think I'm right on that but whatever we found love I did day from unapologetic you think she's gonna give a ballad i think she's oh sorry diamonds is from unapologetic too, and and i guess lift me up i don't know but this is exciting like there's no way to be sure you don't think we're gonna get oh Nah Nah? what's my name i don't think she likes that song really well <laughs> i think the songs with drake features on them are a little they feel loaded tarred. maybe I get it. Yeah, they I It's hard.
2: What about a rude boy? We'll oh, get a rude
0: I boy. would love. I would love if that.
2: she threw rude boy in. I don't think we're going to. But <laughs> okay, I would well love. let's play yes. for
0: rude boy. Hopefully, it's some combination of that. But yes, we have iconically done the episode before the Super Bowl, so that is why it was not discussed today.
2: Who do you think she's going to bring out if no Drake? Do you know what
0: I think would only happen at the Super Bowl? Like, obviously, she can't bring Kanye out. But if Paul McCartney came out for four or five seconds, I think that could happen. That would be If they're ever going to do that song live, it would be at the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But then would it make everyone nervous that Kanye is going to come out? You know what I mean? I mean. We're going to be on edge.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We don't <laughs> want people on edge during the <laughs> Super Bowl. No. The we last thing we want is people on edge. I'll never forget
0: how nervous I was when Lady Gaga jumped and caught that ball. I was like, do <gasps> not drop that ball, hon. That was bravery and boldness right there. To say it I'm literally confidently going to catch a ball. Yes. It yes. took my breath
2: away. It took my breath away. It was shock and awe. Yeah. <laughs> <It> was <shock. laughs> she was giving shock and awe in that moment. I was very impressed.
0: And every day of her life, to be honest. True. Bowen and I's dream is... That she flies a fighter jet as she's singing "Hold My Hand" at the Oscars. Yeah,
2: um, she might. She, she might. might do it. We wouldn't just put it past cut her. Away, like we're like, why isn't Gaga there in person? And then they're gonna cut away.
0: She's thousands of feet in the air.
2: <laughs> she and Tom Cruise fall out of a plane while she's singing it. She's in his arms.
0: Oh my god. Uh,
2: he pulls the cord as she serenades him. Mm-hmm. They they fall. They land on a motorcycle. (laughs) She unclips the parachute and they drive off into the sunset. Wow. The screenplay
0: is being written. The performance is being written. And Dave's going to direct. Dave's directing.
2: I'm going to produce this for the Oscars.
0: (laughs) There was that year that Whoopi Goldberg, when she hosted, came down from the ceiling. As (gasps) Satine from Moulin Rouge. And she said, I am the sexy beast. It was the year sexy beast came out.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, oh, my God. Crazy. I love sexy beast. And anytime Dave and I are laying by a pool, I always try to do the <laughs> opening. Like, baking, brawling. It's <laughs> like a <sauna."> That's
0: good. <laughs> That's oh, really my good. God. He, he does my free. favorite
2: thing. That and the uh, train spotting. Every so often, I also like to whip out a, like, choose life, choose a job, choose cereal, choose cartoon Sunday morning. Like,
0: <laughs> Do you consider yourself an accent queen? Because you, it I was think giving you are. accent queen and glow, too. Yep.
2: Thank you. I, I used to be much better at doing accents, like, right out of theater school. is really honed in on my voice work and Your stuff. Your oral
0: posture, yeah.
2: But I do, low-key, love to do impressions. And I actually think... I'm quite good at it. But
3: like like my
2: favorite person on bachelor in paradise or stuff like that. (laughs) Like for my friends, I will do impressions of every character on bachelor in paradise and we, we have fun with it.
0: Yeah. To be fair. To be fair. Uh, That's not bachelor in paradise. That's that's love Island. (laughs) Sorry, wrong reference, Al.
2: <laughs> I was like, I was just silent, like... Oh. like
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> you were giving me your huh. character in the movie like silently staring to get me to say more.
2: <laughs> it was like the same as when I got my black keys on vinyl. And I <laughs> you was were like,
0: okay. uh-huh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Well, I don't think so, honey, that I did that. and But I do think so, honey, that it's time for I don't think so, honey. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst.
1: Snag a Job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring, with access to over 6 million active hourly workers Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
0: Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know comfort and style crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered and when we're talking about style we mean personal style there's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms you can dress up your crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion yourself your feet will thank you so this is sort of you don't have to um, explain
2: it to me but if you like to explain it every episode
0: (laughs) oh well we we tell everyone again and again it's our 60 second segment that we do on this podcast. And um, I have something as of yesterday, actually, Bo. Really? Okay, so this yeah. is um a fresh one, mm-hmm. barely ripened. This is Matt Rogers' I Don't Think So Honey as time starts now. I don't think so, honey, when a mini golf course is doing the most. Oh, yeah. When a mini golf course is like really it's like it's like impossible and you can't even get par you're like how are you going to get a par two on that where you have Mm. to jump over a a river and get in a Lady Gaga plane and fly over the Oscars it's crazy and then we went to the shipwreck yesterday which I appreciated the production value I do think so honey when there's sort of a a native of Red Hook in the video sort of doing an IRR matey it was pirate themed 30 seconds like sometimes these holes to say the word holes again are really too tough and I also don't think honey maybe (laughs) mini golf in general as an adult because you sort of get the vibe that like people aren't can't really get on the same page about how seriously we're taking it right like, sometimes people are like flopping a little bit in mini golf and they'll just pick the ball up and be like whatever and i'm like well now what am i writing down on the card and i don't think so honey that i'm the scorekeeper you know what i'm saying it's five like, seconds I was keep let's be for real we were both scorekeeping we were on different cards Bo. sometimes we're on different cards sometimes. i don't think so honey that i left me on the same card as you but i don't think so honey and that's one minute. I did feel it was unfair that we were on different cards. it was supposed to be my sister. We were drunk. Why are we on different cards? We were drunk. And like, why are we writing down numbers and keeping track? Anyway, Allison, it was a mess. It was Guys. a mess. And I only made it through half. I, I really, I, I had to go into there. If you ever go into the shipwrecked mini golf course in Red Hook, just know there's a bathroom there. I sobbed in it for an hour.
2: <laughs> oh, man. I agree with you about people not being on the same page of serious gameplay. Like as adults, why I, you yeah. know i've been to like a game night at a bar with some people but yeah. i'm like a little stoned just laughing and having a fun time and the table i'm with <laughs> is like allison get it together god damn it yeah i want yeah <sighs> I've, I've been known to uh i've been known to bomb some real like like Pictionary <laughs> or stuff like that, because I oh, think that brother. adult gameplay means we should all be a little stone. Yes, just having a fun. Time. Is it giving stoner? Yeah.
0: yeah. Period. I like that. It really is. Very
2: much so, and I'm super into mushrooms these days as well. My mushroom gummies by my. Side. Oh,
0: yesterday probably part of the reason I was oh. sobbing, but but yeah, the <laughs> mushrooms were really popping off yesterday in Red Hook. Oh yeah, yeah the I shroom, love that. The shrooms hit. Yeah, shrooms for sure. Yeah. Okay. okay, that's a good positive development to know that Allison Brie is giving stoner. Oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I do think so, honey, it. Um, I Bo do think Yang, so, honey, that. Bo and Yang, who's very good at games and trivia. Not true. We're actually going to play. We're going to be playing games today instead of watching the Super Bowl. We're going to sort of like not be watching football because we don't have a Dave Franco to sort of explain it to us. Totally. Right. So it's just going to be a bunch of gay men sort of sitting around playing games and then Orion is on. We'll do that and then we'll see where it takes us. I love but it. um Bo... Do you have I don't think so, honey? I do. I do. It's going to be a little seinfeld just to like warn you guys. Aww. It's going to be about like... In that it's about nothing? <laughs> and, no. In that it's about air travel. Okay. So I think he's one of our preeminent air travel comedians. <laughs> Mm-hmm. what is the deal with
2: playing that's
0: that's a <laughs> <more laughs> classic line <laughs> is listening lauren michaels is one of our biggest fans of the podcast and he listens to every episode because he's obsessed with bowen and he i just wanted to hear now my, he knows
2: that i'm great i'm a great impressionist <laughs> yes you know, just happy to I'm like happy to come on bachelor and, like, in paradise time.
0: sketches absolutely you know. You know. All right, Bowen Yang, this
2: is your, I don't think so, honey. Your time
0: starts now. I don't think so, honey. People who block the view at baggage claim, get out of the way. You're blocking the flap. I need to have eyes on the flap at all times. You cannot break my view. God, give me the grace the patience the coolness to stand far away from the flap because i unfortunately am the person who has to stand by the flap and i wish i wasn't but i don't have time i need to get out of there but there are some of these people they must be they must not have a care in the world if Mm -hmm. they're standing on the other end of the carousel Mm -hmm. i go why aren't you at the flap is something wrong with you but then I go, something's wrong with me because I'm at the flap and I'm 15. up in arms every five seconds when some person trundles over and blocks my trundles. view. And I have to go and intercept their view. It's like five. so involved. It, it is my Super Bowl every time I check a bag, I am maneuvering and drawing things on the chalkboard in my now mind. That's one minute. I have to say you wouldn't like me around a carousel because I'm stand I'm st- I'm at the, th- no. at the the thing where it comes <laughs> out standing right up on the thing because I want my bag and I want out of there.
2: I was just gonna say people can I can't when people are pressed right up against the thing where <laughs> you just even have it. Sorry, that's my bag. Gotta get the <laughs> arm in. Excuse me. Excuse me. Like, <laughs> Oof. Stand, you're not just gonna like Matt, a Matt Rogers. Couple <laughs> steps back. Give it a little breathing room. That's all you. I'm saying. Until Agreed. you see your bag, that's when you step forward. When you see your bag, when
0: step you see forward. your bag, are you a Delta Queen?
2: you know a little bit
0: <laughs> a little bit well, there's no wrong answer you, you don't have to be a delta, a delta queen i
2: rotate i rotate delta american united you have an like, open
0: relationship with delta
2: yeah i'm kind of yeah. like in a throuple with it's a quadruple with a quadruple. american and united and delta It's
0: very chic i fuck united sometimes yeah i text united to come over
2: yeah united is getting better United's-
0: well, there was a little Uh-oh. bar. Um, I, well, I, well, I would say like Delta, what I love about the Delta app is they'll tell you when the bag's coming out. Yeah, Delta. that's nice. Oh. Love those girls. <laughs> and they're, it's always right, too. Like, your bag is now arriving. You look up. It's there. There it
2: is. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize that. That is a great mm. feature. I'm, it's I'm one of the best features. It. I gotta get it's it. It's actually
0: rated one of the top features uh, by Elastical <laughs> this <Turistas>. Um <laughs>
2: She's always educating me.
0: We're happy to do it. All right. So, wow. Allison Brie, this is your I Don't Think So, honey. Or Do you have one? Ready to rock and roll? Oh, I
2: have one. I'm ready to go. This All is right. something I feel very passionately about. This is exciting.
0: So, this is Allison's I Don't Think So, honey. Her time starts now.
2: Okay, I don't think so, honey. People who hate cats, like, it's so 10 years ago. All right, first of all, if you're allergic, fine, I hear you. But, like, why do you have to be like, I'm a dog person, not a cat person? (laughs) I hate cats. Fuck off. It's not one or the other. You don't have to choose a pet. Like, I love all animals. Also, it's because cats have been totally villainized in the media since we were little kids. Cats only belong in movies to sad cat ladies and fucking straight up super villains, or cats are the villains themselves, right? Like, fucking, in every movie, cats are terrorizing sweet dogs. Mm -hmm. Don't get me started on Lady and the Tramp. Okay? Uh, An American tale. We love Fievel, but the cats are literally representing Nazis. Like, also, there's a million dog movies every Christmas. Dogs get a dog's life, a dog's purpose, a dog's purpose too. Starting, starting Be- Betty, Gil- Betty Gilpin. <laughs> Gilpin. Cats get cats. The musical with a never-before-seen butthole cut. I don't think so, honey.
0: There we go, and that's one minute. That is a huge one, and thank you for shedding light on this thing. They have been villainized in media without us really realizing it. They've been villainized and victimized, and they needed a champion, and they got one today. So, congrats, cats.
2: I'm here to report that people who say they don't like cats, they just don't know cats. Agree. Our cats, we are cat people through and through. Our cats sleep in the nook of our arms. Our cats follow us room to room. I call Oda <gasps> he comes trotting oh, come yes. over. Like people think these are dog characteristics, and they're wrong. Also, guys, it's. I feel like I'm. I'm doing like a two minute. I don't. No, anything, no. This going. stuff seeps into. This is real. Like any hotels, Airbnbs, they say pets allowed. And then you call and say, great, we're going to bring our two cats. And they go, oh, sorry. Oh, no, we don't well, allow then cats. Use language better. Pure How discrimination. about that? Use
0: language better. Because use language pets, better. And yeah. And we'll give that dogs are the most famous pets, but the second sure. most famous pet is a cat. So when you say pets, what are you talking about? Exactly.
2: Right. Like you're going to exclude that whole half of the equation. <laughs> Just say dogs allowed. Or what? You think people are bringing their birds? Like, you think people are bringing pigs and monkeys? I think there are some
0: freaks out there that are bringing their birds. Grow up. Grow up. Get a grip. And they're they're allowed. allowed. And they're just allowed.
2: But cat owners are shamed.
0: Oh, my God. They are. Can we just point out? This cat. Gouda in the movie and somebody I used to know. We knew the name of the cat.
2: Gouda, guys.
0: Gouda was a star.
2: Thank you. Gouda is a real scene stealer. Yes. That cat,
0: we loved when the cat would just spike. The camera would look at camera. The, 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 the cat would just sort of look <laughs> in the camera. <laughs> we were, we were oh, dying. Yeah. We were literally rewound like several times because we had every scene with the cat was huge, and I, I do mean huge. The cat the was so big. He's so big.
2: <laughs> He's a nice <laughs> you know, big we cat. Named the, his character Harry, the cat, is named after our old cat Harry, who was like eighteen oh, pounds, pounds Harry, rest in peace, Harry. Rest, rest in peace, in peace Harry. Harry. But now we have Otis and Max. And just to bring it back around final names. thing to say on this topic, which I touched on briefly moments ago, but since there's been so much asshole talk. Yeah. Yes. Oh, have you guys her. heard of the of the cat's butthole cut that was never released? Yes, yeah, yes. we've heard
0: of this. <laughs> now now do we think that exists? Is that sort of like a thing that's you out there you think It's an urban, is it, myth? Is it, is it urban legend. <laughs> What's going on, Bo? Do you have the answer? I think there is it's sitting in a VFX person's like hard drive. I think Somebody's it exists. Somebody's got it. In Somebody's their drop got it. box. Yeah. I mean, the best the best thing about that movie is that it's just Judy Dench's hand, human hands. hands, human hands, human hands. Judy Dench's human hands, all pat, <laughs> and then just like just her human hands, like either they forgot <laughs> she's got a full ring on. It's like we need to see less of <laughs> Judy Dench's hand in the movie and much more cat CGI butthole. I feel
2: it's also Ian McKellen walking into a scene and and randomly possibly improvising, touch wood, <laughs> as he touches a wooden beam. That's worth a rewatch. Oh, that's wood.
0: excellent. Touch, touch, wood. touch
2: wood, and then continues talking, and you're like, wait, what? Why? <gasps> Who? where you
0: notice these things and how yeah. and how last movie i saw in theaters before the pandemic oh! cats
2: we watched it during the pandemic and dave and i just got so fucked up yeah. we like drank two bottles of Perfect. wine and smoked a joy 100%. while watching it and we were like cats!
0: just crossfaded <laughs> while cats flopped <laughs> <Yeah>. absolutely <laughs> and i will say just to um co-sign this this notion my cat journey has been to really dislike them in my childhood because i was allergic i am still allergic but growing oh. up if you, as you get older you really do like look at a cat and go wow that is mm-hmm. a special creature
2: here's the thing it's like people who don't like cats it's just laziness like they're like dogs, Come around unconditional i don't have to do anything this dog just loves right. me. cats like have actual personality i mean mm-hmm. i love dogs i'm not trying to keep throwing shade at dogs but like cats have real personalities yes, yeah. they exist like let them kind of exist and you get to know them and you earn their love and you have an yes. actual relationship with them and they're like cool and intelligent they're not like bitchy and aloof they're just no. like cool yeah, yeah
0: they're unbothered it's, they're unbothered <laughs> and, I-, I love cats now i really true do to
2: themselves
0: oh so, is what can we do to sort of make sure you don't have an allergic reaction around a cat is there a pill you can take is it a lactate situation?
2: not um, an allergy shot but i do uh-huh. hear it's like
0: gnarly brutal
2: it's just like it takes so long you have to uh, get like a shot a month or like i don't know we can just talked to someone about it schedule, who did it and it's like i'm done being allergic but they're like <laughs> it takes so long because if you miss a shot you have to like start the shots over but you have to just do them every day or there might be a pill too like an allergy pill it's like prep take a claritin <laughs>
0: It's like, <laughs> take a Claritin. Take a Claritin. I just want a hypoallergenic cat with dog-like features. Some dog-like yeah. features. It doesn't have to behave like a dog exactly, but our, I have a friend, I have a, many friends who have cats who are just puppies in their soul, and it's lovely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. ideal animal. Yeah, that, mm. a, a, totally. a cat that has like a puppy... At what, so Becca, producer Becca says, I hear there is a dander spray you can brush onto the animals that helps oh. you with allergens. Oh, so you brush the, the child. Oh, that's
2: interesting. And then you don't have to take something. You just give them a little. Sure. keeps their dander kind of calm. I hope I like they that. like that,
0: though. If they're uncomfortable with the yeah. spray, then I wouldn't want to do it. Well, right. but And the thing about cats is they, they have no voice. They're actually voiceless, so you'll never know. But I do. <laughs> do you think that meow is the best or what? When the cat meows, oh, my God. I said, this is incredible.
2: I'm not kidding, you guys. Our cat, Otis, meows back when we say his <gasps> name. We go, Otis and he has a really high pitch and he'll just be like oh, oh that's good
0: <laughs> meow is the best sound
2: it's very cute
0: i'll take a meow over a woof any day truly oh, when, I, when i hear woof, i sometimes feel right? very jarred it's like when the zoom starts recording and i go this meeting is being recorded it's like oh my god it's like so scary <laughs> the only thing scarier than that is woof. i feel oh my god
2: yeah woof is like you're yelling <laughs> meow is, is like literally. you're serenading me
0: I've never had a cat wake me up in my building. I've had every dog Say in that. this fucking building wake my ass up when I didn't want to be woken up.
2: Oh yeah. We used to have a couple of yappy dogs that lived across the street and the owners, I don't know. It was like they were never home and the mm-hmm. dogs were just locked in like the frontmost room facing our house barking all day, but they moved,
0: but, so. they, but moved. they moved. Well, I mean, Thank the goodness. good news readers is if you want to see an incredible cat and a great film to boot, you can watch Somebody I Used to Know it's streaming now on Amazon Prime and it was co-written and stars our guest Allison fucking Bree. Just know this was such an aspirational really? n- moment for us like ever since Betty was on the show and like sang your praises like all up down all around oh. but like we were so excited to meet you and this was such a blast to have you on.
2: Well, it is so so mutual. I feel like I'm really glad that none of us forced it ahead of time (laughs) It organically happened exactly when it was supposed to happen exactly I didn't run up to you and David
0: Griffith and I'm really happy because (laughs) I would have been a crazy fan
2: but next time I hope you will
0: I will absolutely I'm known and I'm running up
2: <laughs> <laughs> and jump into my arms
0: <laughs> yes we go off the cliff oh my god yeah. <laughs> that's how we go oh
2: thanks so much for having me you guys this was so fun I love you both very much oh we love, love you the we ad. love you big fans this was the best
0: listen um Bo and Yang we end every episode with a song we do that's right and I have a song in mind go on I'm connected to you from the film somebody I used to know you ready mm-hmm me kind of life. Did I ever tell you I saw them perform at Universal Studios Florida? Third Eye Blind? Oh. I love them. Third Eye Blind performed oh at Universal Studios Florida in front of the Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. And it was a perfect image. Just third eye blind singing doot, doot, doot. Semi charm life. With a roller coaster in the back. Matt Rogers found that. Doesn't get better than that. <sighs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and perspective some say titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city and those people are me and me so set sail with this kooky crazy off-broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com get tickets today at titanicmusical.com